0: 2nd Samuel 5 Israel is engaged. It's a battle they're facing with the Philistines. They're spreading themselves before the people of Israel. So David asked the Lord. And uh, the Bible says in in 2nd Samuel 5:23 and when David inquired of the Lord, he said, "Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them." and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. So don't face them head on, encircle them. And then he says to him, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the 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 tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. So when you hear a stirring in the mulberry trees, just join in, you'll bestir yourself. And The point that the Lord is making is this: For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the hosts of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded them, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gazer. So the point here is: We're entering into a time of prayer and fasting. We're going to ask full of faith. We're going to ask simply, like little children. We're not going to try to impress one another with our prayers. We're going to seek God according to His word and and when God's answering, there's gonna be a, a stirring. We're gonna see a stirring in the mulberry trees. God's at work and so we need to then bestir ourselves and so how do we do that? As we see God answering prayer, what's our response? What's that supposed to look like? And so let me just give you a, just a few little principles and then we'll engage in another season of prayer but it, but it, but it would be this, okay? How do, we, how do we, if we see God stirring, if we see God stirring, as it were, the mulberry trees of ministry, I see men as trees, right? Okay, so we see God working in the hearts and lives of people and, and so what are, what, how do I practically respond? Well, I'll give you just a few passages. Second Peter 3, verse 1 and 2. This is the second epistle, beloved, and I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So when we see God stirring, when we see God moving, this is a time not to just go off the rails and go crazy. Uh, I see God at work and so I'm gonna forget my Bible and I'm gonna do what's right in my own eyes. No, we need to stir up our pure minds. We need to, be, we need to, we need to have remembrance in the word in the word of God, so as we engage, right, lives are being stirred, God's at work in the lives of people, we engage biblically in the ministry, we engage biblically in the work. And then Hebrews chapter 10, this is a very common passage, but this would be another way to respond rightly. We need to make sure that, that we're excited about how God's at work in the lives of people. We need to encourage each other to move forward in faith and victory, Hebrews ten twenty four says we're to consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. There's the Ephesians 4 ministry. But exo- we come together to exhort one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we come together to provoke one another to love and good works, to, 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 to keep each other in remembrance that we have to keep our mind on the mission and the mission on our mind. Right? to make sure that every brother and sister is growing in the word and, and seeing the word made reality in their life. We need that critical Ephesians 4 function where we're encouraging and helping one another grow in the word and in the work. You know, Satan knows that we're close to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows that, and so with that, He's gonna make sure that there's plenty of distraction for the child of God, and so you gotta make the decision. I'm gonna plug in. Church can't be, right, our coming together can't be optional. Unless I'm providentially hindered, I gotta be here. You say, well, you work here. Man, (laughs) I work for the Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to, too. Amen? We need to come together. So make the decision. Right, unless I'm providentially hindered, I'm gonna be a part of encouraging the whole to keep the mind on the mission and the mission on our mind. So make the decision to plug in, to buy into what God is doing, not just in your life, but in the lives of your brothers and sisters in Christ. When you come together in this place, man, how's God answering prayer? Are are any doors opening, brothers? I'm praying for you. We wanna be encouraging one another to love and to good works. Is this making sense? Uh, we we got to all be a part of that. We need we need that. We need one another. We got to come together because we need the heat. It's cold out there in the world, and this is where the heat's at. Ecclesiastes four verse nine: Two are better than one. How many know two are better than one? Man, if you were just one all your life, you'd go crazy, and you know it. You'd you'd end up a crazy heretic. <laughs> two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Oh and that'll preach. Somebody ought to just develop that message in Ecclesiastes. Two are better than one, and they've got a good labor together. For, I mean, there's a reward in working together. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can, how can one be warm alone? Uh, this is the time of year when the seasons change and your HVAC hasn't quite figured it out and, and then it gets down in the low 60s, upper 50s in your house and you're like, what happened? And, and uh, thank God for, for schnookums, whoever that is in your like, Okay, you say I'm single. Well, everybody's praying for you. Okay, the two lie together, they have heat, but how can you be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. I don't care who's coming at me, but if I got a wingman, we can take you out. You say, not if it's the rock. Please. Braden will hit him with a chair. We got it. We can take out the rock. Okay, so if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Turn to the person next to you and tell him, I need you turn to the other person right turn to the other way and tell them, you complete me now 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 look in front or behind and now look in front or behind and say you had me at amen you you had me at amen i'm praying for you cuz what come back cuz what we have to do is we got to watch how God's working in the lives of our brothers and sisters so we got we can keep praying for them we can keep encouraging them we need to keep Ephesians 4ing in them turn to your neighbor and say don't stop Ephesians 4ing me bro yeah. <laughs> so i know that how this affects people there's like there's like 200 of you that are like uh there's like 200 of you that are like, uh, man, that's just so much fun to get to talk trash in church. And the other 100 are like, will this guy ever grow up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so you want to watch how your brothers, how, how God's stirring the mulberry tree. How is God working in the life of your brother or your sister? And then bestir yourself. Join in. Buy in, be there for the heat, right? We gotta come together on Tuesday night so we can get the heat on. We gotta, we're making some mojo together. Never mind, I'm not gonna go down that path. We're, we need to encourage one another. You know, you, what you will say to your brother or sister in Christ, just one word, you know, just a, just a comment from you. Uh, you telling them you're praying for them, you encouraging them, just a comment from you, a sentence from you in private is often of so much more value to your brother or sister in Christ than an entire sermon from the pastor. Did you know that? So buy in, be here for the heat, encourage another brother, Jude, Verse 17 says, Beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk away after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and if some have compassion, making a difference. So let's not miss this, let's, let's make sure we keep bestirring ourselves. When we see the Spirit moving in our midst, Right, whenever we see, whenever we hear the signal to move forward in victory, God's at work, we're just gonna join in. Let's exert ourselves, let's engage ourselves in faith that God's working in Midtown, that God's working in the lives of our brothers and sisters and we get to be a part of that. How you pray for the people that, that were in your group tonight. I mean you got your request and the way you're praying, you get to be a part of that. And when your brother, or your sister leads someone to Christ or they start discipling them, you got to be a part of that. Let's bestir ourselves. God's at work in this place. And I'm one of the trees. <laughs> I'm part, I'm part of his supply. So when we see God moving, okay, so this is critical. Let's pray all the more earnestly for the work of God in our midst. You see God working in your brother or sister's life and you're like, well, who are they that God would use them? Or who do they think they are? They're they're winning somebody to Christ. Oh, they're big stuff now. Okay, Satan, wait, did I say that? I'm sorry, that slipped out of my mouth. (laughs) Don't be an adversary, right? That's Satan, he's the adversary of the brethren. Get excited over how God's working in the life of your brother or sister and then say, hey God, thanks for letting me be a part. I'm so glad you answered my prayers for them. I'm still broken over this kid I'm going to school with. Lord, please use me in their life, and if not me, would you send someone else? I'll be a part of it. Just please hear and answer my prayer. Pray for your your brothers and sisters that God would keep them from evil, that he would open doors for them. Pray for your pastors Pray for your disciple leaders. Pray for the Bible study leaders that they would minister in the power for unction, for the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul always begged for prayer. Romans 15, 30, I I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, (laughs) in the name of God, for the love of the Spirit, For Jesus, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. We ought to be hungry for prayer. Over and over, Paul's cry was, please, right? Pray for me. Pray for us. So pray for the pastors, right? All prayer we saw last time is pleading. It's a petition. Hannah was pleading with the Lord. She made her requests known. So we want to do the same. Uh, Let's pray that our ministry leaders, that our pastors would be kept from evil, that they'd be anointed of the Holy Spirit, that there'd be power in preaching. And then all the way down, every Bible study leader, every kid town worker, uh, every discipler. And then very quickly, last thing, let's remember that we can't do it in our might or by our power. We can't do it by our own strength. God's point to David was that God had to go before them. First Samuel 17, verse 47, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's. Why could David face Goliath? Well, because the battle's the Lord's. It's a big problem when we think we can move forward in victory by our own power, right? Samson was prepared by God to be a Philistine killing machine but he's a Nazarite, I mean his life is totally dependent on the Lord. And he is so sure of himself, he gives it all up and, and his attitude in Judges 1620 is, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. I'll, I'll bestir myself independent of my dependence on the Lord and the Bible says, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. It's not by might, it's by power, right? It's not by uh, might or our power. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by God's Spirit. That's how the work of the ministry gets done. And so in this season of prayer and fasting, I just want to remind you as we close, Second Chronicles sixteen nine says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. And then here's the correction. The word of God says, herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. You can be so engaged in battle and accomplish nothing. God's looking for some people who like a child will just pray in faith. God, I need you to show yourself strong on my behalf. God, I'm acknowledging my need. Okay, please, according to your word, direct my path. Lord, I'm drawing nigh. Because you are my supply. You're the answer. You're the only hope for anything of eternal value being accomplished. God's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Let's have a humble heart. Let's have a dependent heart on the Lord. Let's have a heart that's perfect toward him because that's what God's looking for. Is this making sense? So you've got your homework. Here's how we're gonna pray. Um, It's 8.30. Are we... Are we just dismissing? Huh? Since it's 8.30, how about we officially dismiss so that they can pick up the kids, but anybody that wants to sing can sing? Or do you want to just wrap it up? Eric doesn't seem super committed. We have a song? Kit, Is that okay? Okay, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to officially dismiss. If you've got kids, grab them, okay?